The countdown to Apple's developers conference has begun, and reports say it's time for major changes with watchOS 10. We're talking about the new face of the Apple Watch, and we're also talking about tvOS in this episode of the Macworld Podcast. We hope you all chime in. Welcome to the Macworld Podcast. I'm Roman Loyola, here with Jason Cross. Good morning. And Michael Simon. Hello, sir. WWDC is less than a month away, which means there's still time to rename it WWWDC, which will stand for <laughs> Worldwide Wearable Developers Conference, because we got the headliner rumored to be the uh, headset. Roman's been hopping onto that joke for like a month. <laughs> <laughs> the rumor is we're going to see the reality headset as the headliner, but there's also been more uh, reports about watch os getting a major overhaul bloomberg's mark german he reported in april that uh watch os 10 will get a user interface change he didn't provide any specifics but he also didn't say i've been saying major i think he kind of couched major in a way does that make sense like he didn't say that it was going to be a major it wasn't going to be a total overhaul but at the same time the changes will be enough to affect how people interact with the watch. It's not just some new features into the, like, the, we haven't really changed how we use the watch since the second OS update, like, a million years ago. And it's supposed to do that. It's supposed to change how the app grid looks. It's supposed to change, like, what did they used to call moments or something like that? What did they call those things? Uh, glances. Glances. In a way, it's bringing glances back. You know, like, the idea is... Apps will be able to provide their data into interactive widgets that you'll be able to curate and say, like, I want these widgets on the thing. And then just like the Siri watch face that has like the cards full of stuff, like that'll be your view into apps. So a way for apps to surface more data without you having to go into all these different apps on your iPhone. <laughs> I mean, on your iPhone, on your Apple watch. Um, that sounds like a good idea. Because obviously complications aren't enough, right, for a lot of these apps. And then you tap the weather app and you're left with this weird round dial that you don't understand. <laughs> I'd rather have a widget. Uh, I thought back in 2016, glances were the best part of the original Apple Watch. They were, because, you know, the watch, like, you don't want to spend more than, and it sounds ridiculous, but like anything more than like 20 seconds right. is too long. And that might Less be too long. Yeah, yeah, it might be ten seconds or even five. Like you want to get your you look look and 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 bring your wrist down. You want to glance at it. Yeah, and glances that they were perfect, and then Apple for some reason got rid of them with the focus on apps. And over the past, I don't know, two or three years, like you'll read every couple of months, like this app is gone, that app is gone, because people just aren't using them. It's just not worth the development, because even to find the damn app is too long. To be honest with you. <laughs> Like, it's just not, it's not a great interface. Yeah, the other uh, big update is supposed to be that honeycomb sort of interface of grid of apps that's, you know, which has always been terrible. It's very hard it to manipulate. Yeah, it Everything's looks, it tiny. looks cool in like an image, but it's, it's, it's a nightmare to use. Yeah, it's, you can't find anything. You can't move anything. It, it's bad. I immediately always go and change the default to the list view which is just an alphabetical list and that's way easier, but it's they're 
they're going with apparently like a two wide grid of icons or something like that, changing up that kind of like the home the home screen. Yeah, uh, my guess is that this new don't call it glances feature, this widgets or whatever they're going to call them, it has a lot to do with if you know if you have an iPhone a smart stack, you can flip through them, but they also sat uh, they also surface the one that their machine learning thinks is most relevant to you right then. So if you have an upcoming appointment on your calendar and you have a calendar widget in the stack, it'll be showing that one. If you check the weather every morning, it'll be weather, whatever, whatever's in your stack. It's like trying to be, it learns your usage and tries to be smart about which one it shows you. My guess is that that's kind of what we're going to get on the watch. We're going to get widgets. You can choose which widgets you you want. Apps are going to be able to be dynamically live update these widgets and they might even be interactive and then it'll be try to be smart about like well what widget do you need to see most right now and then you can just swipe through the list or or use your crown or something that would be my guess as to how and that's a way better way to use it than just trying to cram the information you need into the complications that are on whatever watch face you like, and then it's not the info you really want. <laughs> and then you're tapping, and then you're, you're in, and now you're in an app, and now you have to back out of the app. And it, yeah, that stuff is just complicated. Yeah, the, the complications are 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 fine, but it's mainly they're mainly shortcuts that send you to an app. It's pretty rare that you get one that you don't have to open the app to get like what you really need to know. Very simple stuff is all like the battery one. Well, the, oh, I'm, I'm at 94% right now. That's I don't need to tap into that. Even the weather one, it gives me my current temperature and the low and high. But it doesn't tell me when it's going to be that hot or is there rain this afternoon or any of that. So I end up always tapping into it. And then I can't understand their, their weird circular <laughs> weather interface on the Apple Watch weather app. So yeah, it's time for an update, uh, and that kind of thing would be like you say. It's it's not that the whole Apple Watch is changing, but that stands a good chance of being kind of the default way people use their Apple Watch, and then and then that's a, a total change for people. Like that could be completely that could completely change the usefulness for people because I think a lot of people they don't go set up their widgets. They don't go customize their, I mean, widgets, their complications and stuff like that. And they're trying to poke and dig in and out of apps. And I think, like you said, that's why a lot of apps are going away because it's it's a pain to dive in and out of apps on a little one-inch screen. And I mean, that would be like a comprehensive overhaul in the way we just look at the Apple Watch, the way we use the Apple Watch. It's not just the, the home screen or whatever you want to call that honeycomb thing. It would, you know, it would de-emphasize apps for the first time, really, since since they launched. Yeah, de-emphasize like going into them completely. But it would, on the other hand, make them much more important. Like, is you got to have an app to get the, that app's widget to get the your at a glance view of the most important thing that that app has to show you, right? So now it's got gives you a reason to have apps but less reason to like actually go launch that app, find and launch that app and then get back out of it again. Right. It's kind of like the, the lock screen on, on iOS 16, where you're, 
taking the information that you need most in an app and throwing it on a lock screen. So you pick up your phone, look at it for two seconds and put it back down. And even more so, even more important on the watch. So, um, yeah, that's, that's, that could be like watch OS 10 could be like the biggest update to the existing software, uh, that we see at WWDC based on what we're hearing. And it's usually like watch OS is usually like, here's like some fitness feature that I'll never use and, and a new watch face. And, you know, now we're on to Mac OS. So it is like know, that. It it's, it's, it's a couple of new fitness features. And then, yeah, like you said, like here's a, and a couple new watch faces. Uh, some rumors say there's going to be a bunch of new watch faces because they're going to overhaul some of the existing ones. Like some of the existing watch faces will get new versions to work with this new stuff. I wonder if they start with watch OS to kind of get the ball. Usually they start with iOS. But since watchOS is the bigger one or seemingly the bigger one, I wonder if they start there this year. We'll see. It's going to be a jam-packed, like I'm I'm somewhat dreading WWDC as a as a writer because, oh my God, there's going to be so much to write about, it seems. They're going to give a good amount of time to the reality headset, you know, and it's going to be a one more thing and you're not going to have the price because it's going to not going to release for like six months or something like that. It's just going to get everybody super excited. I mean, build as much hype you can before you drop the bomb about how expensive it is. That That's going to almost certainly come at the end. I'd be shocked if they didn't say it's a one more thing. Like, actually use the one more thing line. But another feature that Analyst Nightfire 1 reported is that there could be a possibility that the Apple Watch will be able to uh, sync with multiple devices. Now, the thing is, it's unclear whether this is a watch OS 10 feature or a hardware based feature, but it could happen in the future. And I couldn't get out of the rumor whether they mean at the same time or whether it's like it's right now, if you want to change your Apple Watch to getting data from a different device. Uh, you have to essentially wipe it and start over. <laughs> and I think maybe that what they're, they might be getting at, you set up your Apple Watch on your iPhone or whatever. And then when you change into uh, your iPad or some other device, help, you want to sync with that. It's just a matter of changing it to this watch is now synced with this thing. And you don't have to go delete and start over. Back when I wore and covered Fitbit, like that was one of the, better features like it's real easy to switch from one phone to another phone and one device to another but apple you know i don't know how many people are doing that but it would be a nice feature to have if you need to because as jason said it is a pain to get your even if you get a new iphone like like it's 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 not a simple one two three process and in the fitbit sense like it was never simultaneously syncing with all that's things. right right you had it's just pick, easy had to, to pick, pick one. one right right and i i expect that's probably what's going to happen here we're not going to see new hardware at wwdc new apple watch hardware at wwdc it's all it, it has been for years uh announced along with the iphone in fact i think all i think even the first one even though it didn't ship until thing was was there ever an apple watch that wasn't announced at the with the iphone at the iphone event um, yeah, I don't think so. Uh, well, so it was one 
or the first gen was what they en- ended up calling zero later. Yeah. They, so the first that gen. that shipped in like April, and then there was another what sixteen months for version two didn't come out for another another year and change, and then yeah, right. But it he, when it did, it was announced. I'm pretty sure at the yeah. iPhone event with the yeah, iPhone. Yeah. Yeah. And they basically got rid of the zero Apple Watch and came out with a one and a two. And I think in the COVID year, they had a separate events, but it was still within like weeks of each other. So September 15, 2020 was the Apple Watch Series 6, Apple Watch SE, 4th Gen Air, Air, and the 8th Gen iPad. Then a month later on October 13th was the iPhone 12 event with the HomePod Mini. So they were close, but it was they were two separate events. I think that was mainly because of that was when the production was really starting to like get all all jumbled up with ships and stuff. So they just needed that extra time to ship one thing and then ship the other thing. And then there was also a Mac event that year. That was, that was a good fall for us. We have like, like every month that was September, October and November. We like to joke on the podcast when it comes to WWDC about how during the keynote, the Mac gets a mention and it's like two or three minutes. And then similar with TV OS, it gets like... Sometimes it doesn't even get mentioned at all. Yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> like you have be to go to the website and find out what's hear. new. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so is TV OS going to get mentioned this year? I mean, honestly, it doesn't sound like there, there's any room for it. You know, it might be like what what happened a couple of years ago when they started doing the sharing stuff, and they kind of used TVOS. It, it wasn't exclusive to TVOS. Like when you you would get shared with you, like in your apps. Like for if somebody sent you a link to a TV show in messages, that when you open the TV app, you'd get a column that says "shared with you," and same with the browser and all that stuff. And they kind of used TVOS to showcase that. It, we might get something like that. We might get a feature that's on a bunch of products, and they kind of showcase it on TVOS. I think, and I got, I gotta imagine that's the most that we're gonna get <laughs> out of TVOS. Yeah, there, there's there aren't even really any rumors to speak of. The that's only special no, no. There's a new like that multi sports thing, but that's probably coming in. Uh, uh, what is 16.5 from what we hear because that's available in the beta now and that's really that's really it i mean it could it could use particularly like the tv app could use like an overhaul but i don't know I yeah don't know they keep kind of tweaking it and they keep yeah. making it worse <laughs> yeah it's, it, it, it's true it, it hasn't gotten it gets any to be more it, about it pushing really content good. at yeah. you that you like I, I they would call it content discovery. I call it quit showing me ads for things I don't want to watch. Like, <laughs> and, and they, it's that's how it feels like every time they make a change. So, I could see them using TVOS as a way to like show off that they've done some Siri enhancements. They have so much to cover, though, <laughs> especially if they're gonna give us a half hour of mixed reality headset stuff. That <laughs> it's. Then it's going to be. That does it for this episode of the Macworld Podcast, episode 841. Thanks to Jason Cross. Thank you. Thanks to Michael Simon. Thank you, sir. And thanks to you, the audience. Thank you for tuning in.
You can subscribe to the Macworld Podcast in the podcast app on Spotify or through any other podcast app. If you have any comments or questions, send us an email at podcast at macworld.com or contact us through Twitter, that's at Macworld, or on the Macworld Facebook page. Join us in the next episode of the Macworld Podcast as we talk about the latest in the world of Apple. See you next time. 